Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. is a mess, y'all. Come on in. I am your neighborhood-friendly black girl, Amber. And I'm just Ben. <laughs> you never saw Barbie, right? I did not, but... It's a thing. I'm just Ken is a thing, oh, so I'm just you gotta steal his whole bit now. Mm, yeah, I don't think I can steal uh, a Rhino, Ryan Reynolds anything. That's Ryan Gosling. Oh. Welcome to Fly... i mixed up. Welcome to Fly on the Wildin' Podcast. This is the show where we talk about dating, parenting, and recording it all for the world to see. We are so happy to be back in the studio with y'all. Um, I know for y'all, this happened a, a long time ago, but we we recently graced the stage in New York City. Uh, ben, I want to recap really quickly with you because we're going to be gracing the stage again in Atlanta very soon. How did, how did the stage go for you? you, ha- you you're not um, used to performing being a part of the arts darling so what was it like being on stage with the queen uh first of all i am used to performing when's the last time you were on stage by yourself for a show that people paid to see uh, quickly I did, I did uh the college quickly. play the night of the burning pestle it was a two out two and a half hour play okay it was a shakespearean play i memorized probably more lines than you ever had to do at second city oh when you were on on stage there okay question mm-hmm. what year did that play Premiere debut. Uh, 2011. 2011. I think, no, 2012. 2012. So you do realize that was over 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago, but I still got it. It was so much fun. I, fun I would actually love to see pe- that tape back. There is. Oh, the- not Night of the Burning Pestle, the show that we did. Oh, you want to see the night? Well, the you said it back. was so much fun. I'm, I'm saying which show was so much fun. The show that we did together. Well, both were a lot of fun, but I feel like the show we did together was a little bit shorter. I could improv. It was a lot of fun. What was it like being on stage after 10 years since I said, since I misspoke earlier? Uh, first of all, I did other improv at the Annoyance Theater, and that was maybe that, like Those five, were student jams, Ben. Student jam, students playing around and you having to, you know, perform and keep people entertained all I night. I didn't think there was a difference for me. I don't judge myself in my head the same way that you do. Amber's got a whole, like, judge, jury, executioner, executioner right. up in her head, constantly judging her, where I don't feel judged I do, by I'm anything. I'm judging you. I'm just saying, like, did you feel Man, alive you on judge stage? Your, I felt alive. I felt totally fine. I didn't feel nervous it was fun i got to be whoever i was in day-to-day life <laughs> what, what do you think you were being you yeah you did great it was, it was i was it, very proud of you that I, that's why i you know i wanted to check in and make sure you felt as accomplished in yourself as i felt in you you did a great job how did you feel you well, told ben, a personal I'm, story i'm a star so I, I i had to check in on you you know the stage is my home. That's 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 my address. You know what I'm saying. But yes, I actually was very excited to be on stage with somebody who wanted to be up there with me because I think, um, as most of you know, when I was doing, let's just pretend as none of you know, when I was um, on stage at Second City, I was going in as an understudy a lot. I was on an understudy contract for like two or three yeah. years, covering for many girls in this one show. It was an all woman um, review. So you're like a rotational person. A dex- de- you weren't really part of the team, a designated hitter. Well, I was in so much, but yes, I was not a permanent member of the ensemble. So every time people saw me come in, they'd be like, oh, is so-and-so sick? 
Yeah, you <laughs> you are the sign of uh, this was about to be a hard show or something. That, right, and then I always knocked it out of the park. The, in the same no, way. I knocked it out of the park, and then they would be like, I mean, yeah. So you know I, I killed that show. Mm-hmm. You were great. I saw I, thought I saw that show like 10 times, it, yes. and I loved it every single time you were in it. The other ladies in the show were great, too, but it just it's if you are in theater, it's, it's a different feel when the understudy goes in because they might miss a cue here or they might like go above and beyond on a scene there, and then you got to make up for it, but... Which one I'm of you were of the two? I, I probably, or probably both. Beyond. I probably forgot to strike chair C. Sue me. But my choreo was always on point. So I think for me, one, I missed the stage. And two, it just felt really exciting to do a show with somebody I really love. And, and then the show wasn't memorizing lines. It was just like being myself with my husband on stage. So I had a really good time. And I'm, I'm excited because we were going to be we are going to be doing the show in Atlanta on December 20th um, at City Winery Atlanta. Those tickets go on sale November 3rd at 10 a.m. EST. Get your tickets ASAP, y'all, because, you know, I'm from Georgia. I'm a Georgia girl born and bred, so those tickets are going to be gone. People people from my high school can just sell out those tickets, so you don't want to miss those tickets. Yeah, the, right, the tickets are live right now, as we're speaking. Yes, they are live right now, <laughs> as we're speaking. Thank you. You know, we we, we record these episodes in, in advance because we're planners, you we're see? We're planners. Yeah. We prepare. Absolutely. So click uh, li- the link in the episode notes uh, to buy your ticket to the Atlanta show if that's where you are. Y- y'all want to hear some real tea about live shows? This ain't on the outline, so go ahead. They don't make you any money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duh. Everybody knows touring is very expensive. You, you have to. All right. If you are a single stand-up comedian and you can stay in like a two-star hotel, you will make money right. going on the road. Yeah. I make money when, when I, um, like I'm, I'm hosting a show. When this comes out, I will be in Oklahoma um, hosting Tulsa. a show. So I'll be in Tulsa. The, the girls told me it's not Tulsa. Tulsa. I'll be in Tulsa, Oklahoma hosting a show. So... I'm making money off that because it's like, oh, it's they're just, just, you. they're just booking my flight. They're booking my room. They're paying me to do the show. But and they're when paying you, try you to, money to eat each day, right? Yeah, a per diem. But when you try to just like bring the whole family and all of that, yeah. <laughs> oh, the bank, the budget is gone. I feel like every budget I've ever tried to make ever in life, I go over. Do you feel that way? Uh, I don't think wedding? you've ever made a budget in your life. I have. We, met, we you, had a budget you, for our wedding. You said I want to spend this amount of money, but you didn't really make a clear budget. Of I think we this made a budget of- down of everything. I don't think you've. I think you think of a budget like I want to spend. I'm going out tonight. I'm not going to spend more than fifty dollars. Like that's not a budget, Amber. That's just a cap. It's a limit. You've never made it's a an cap. ideal. G- cap. Okay, so I'm sorry. Are you making budgets? Because uh, if I you are, I don't know. <laughs> what budget? What, what was the last budget you made? Uh, I mean, it's hard to make a budget with somebody who doesn't know how to budge. <laughs> I'm just well. You could you could be the model. What's what's the last budget you made? We made a budget for our wedding of like 15k. I want to say we spent 17. Uh, I use Mint. If y'all ever use Mint, it's a pretty cool website. Mint don't be using Mint for real. I I have I have used it before, but it's hard to keep track of budget because Amber's like, well, I gotta get my nails done for the sixth time today, and I got oh I got my nails done six days in a row. On the same no, day. No, 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 on the same day. Six times. Six I need times. I need a, a service per nail at that point. Ben, it, look at me, man. I got to keep up with the girls. Like, because here's the thing about it. Here's I'm going to say this. As we here's slowly transition it. into our, this is our hashtag influence segment where we talk about things going on in the creative space and the digital world. I, we're going to get to our actual topic in a second. But I would like to say that if you are a creator 
it is an investment to invest in yourself mm -hmm. visually, especially if there are lots of visual components to the things that you do. So people who started podcasting, for example, 10 years ago, nine years ago, they don't really have to have visual podcasts because they've been doing it so long. Um, they were kind of the blueprint and the frontier. But if you're new to podcasting, you, you kind of have to have a visual component. And with that visual component, if you want people to start listening, you got to start looking great, too. We can, we can pull up the old videos and their views of when we was just sitting in the house, you know, with fungus under our Sitting in the bathroom. In the bathroom. We just the bathroom. woke up. We was in the basement of the home. And, and people respond to when you take it more seriously. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I can't, you look great today. Just, you, you actually dressed, your, you dressed I, yourself today. Yeah. You picked that Cowboy out and I just complimented. Shout out to Taylor. She's my stylist that's been working with me. So tell me about your outfit. Uh, so Who are you wearing? This is Faye, uh, Faye Valentine, who's a character from Cowboy Bebop. It's a very economical um, anime show that I recommend to everyone who's not watched anime before. There's a lot of standalone episodes and so compelling. And it's made more for adults and the problems that the main characters go through budgeting at points they have to budget uh is more <laughs> relatable as an adult so it's it's amazing it's so good and then also the shoes i did not pick out but these shoes were picked out yellow, uh, by taylor who is our stylist and so it's been really nice but yeah as far as putting on a live show amber and i are doing a variety show so mm -hmm. there are live musical numbers with choreo there's a music involved there are giveaways so we also have merch uh we have God, there's so much. Uh, we have a opener, a stand-up opener. Um, we have lots of fan engagement. We have a PowerPoint. So this is not your standard. Like we're just gonna sit and talk. You yeah, know, two I don't want to do a that. Podcast. So for that, you need a creative director to, you know, create a stage. It's just ju just not two people sitting on a nice chair talking. You need production. So yep. we had a production. We had a producer. We had someone running um, all the backstage film. So do behind the scenes type of thing. And then we needed a babysitter. So we, you had your mom come out. We needed someone to run the merch table. So by the time all that paid off. Oh, budget gone. 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 The, not only gone. the budget was gone, but I think what we made back didn't even didn't even cover half of nope. what was needed to be expend <laughs> expended. So, but I like the stage. But, what can I say? Yeah, but we sold really well. Yeah, we did. We sold really well, I'm which very is so fascinating for me because I'm like, okay, now, I mean, honestly, so we can only afford to do these like once a month. Once, but a I'm month, doing them shit. I, or you have to uh, you have to make sure that you find sponsors. Yes, so, yes, we're working on that. And hotels in New York are super expensive. So there are things we could have done, which is we could have stayed in New Jersey. Nah, ma'am. Instead of like down nah. the street from the <laughs> venue in Chelsea. And Chelsea's very expensive. We walked to the venue. That's It was I, amazing. You have to pay for convenience. You... Ben, you Not if you want to make money. <laughs> you signed up for this lifestyle with me. Like, why are you switching up? Even when I was broke, I was acting like this. Even when we had mice in our home, yeah, broke, I was broke being Broke is ridiculous. a mindset. Amber's broke always is a been mindset. rich. Right, rich bitch. Speaking of kind of rich bitch things. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Again, this is going to be old tea by the time this comes out. But what's hot on the block this day, today, is that Keith Lee, internet sensation, you know, he's a food critic, food reviewer on the internet, has like 14 million followers on TikTok, actually is a really, really great guy. A friend of mine knows him, and one time we were FaceTiming, and he was just super sincere, earnest guy. Recently did a food tour of Atlanta, since we're talking about Atlanta anyway. Atlanta is, is on, the, on the chopping block this week. So he recently reviewed about nine restaurants in the Atlanta area. 
And Atlanta is kind of notorious for having inconsistent rules, maybe low inventory on food. Maybe the wait staff isn't always accommodating. So you get these long wait times. Sometimes there's no pickup, no takeout. Websites aren't updated. And Keith Lee kind of blew the whole shit open when he went to visit a couple of these restaurants. He doesn't just visit them, for those of you who don't know. He sends his family in. So he kind of is like the ultimate secret shopper, right, babe? He, he is a secret He's shopper. A secret he shopper. Has, for those who don't know who Keith Lee is, he has 14 million followers on TikTok. I feel like I said that, but go off. Did you say that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I said uh, a lot, so yeah, yeah. reiterate. And I, I think 14 million followers is a lot of people mm-hmm. on TikTok, especially if you are a just a TikToker. Right. right. So people like Kevin Hart or The Rock might get a lot of followers because they are famous for other reasons. But he just makes TikTok videos and right. then he's built off of that. So he goes incognito to these places, gets the food. And his whole brand is that I want to eat as a regular person. He doesn't mm-hmm. like to go into place and be given celebrity status recommendation. Right. So he that's his whole his whole thing. And so for me, He's I, doing quality control, like for every he, customer. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's trying to eat as a normal cu- customer. It's something that he kept on pointing out was, as you said, these inconsistent rules or the lack of clarity was something that kept on coming up. So, for example, they would say the restaurant is is open, and then they would say, "No, we're closed now." So right. They didn't update their websites appropriately. That's something that he he saw. Uh, another thing is that they would have weird takeout rules, right? Where you couldn't, uh, t- you would they would say they'd be open for takeout, but if you went there, they said they're not open for takeout. Yes. So th- the big thing he noticed was the lack of connection between their online platforms and the actual business. Yes, which is kind of what he specializes in, as he is an online creator. Right, and that's something that you have to be on top of. You yes. need someone to like run your socials. So if you have a, if you run a an Instagram, <clears throat> the links on that Instagram need to be updated. Yeah, right? and your and, website. Because your website. we're in the digital age. We're in the age of Uber Eats. We're in the age of DoorDash. We're, in, I mean, like we we, sadly, we Uber Eats and DoorDash. If, if not every meal, goddamn every other meal at this point. So we are highly, highly, highly reliant on updated information. And, you know, we and when people are hungry and they want their food, like they will drag you anonymously before even stepping foot at your restaurant because people don't have time to waste these days, like waiting in a two hour line for a goddamn sandwich. Yeah, uh, the line, the line waits were ridiculous. So uh, the thing I'm going to say with Keith Lee is that he should go to Quarter Sheets. If he comes to L.A.? If he comes to L.A. And I'm sure he's already gone to L.A. He's done stuff in L.A. before. Probably, yeah, yeah. He did a Kevin Hart restaurant. But here's the thing. All the problems that I kept on hearing about Keith Lee, Quarter Sheets, which is my favorite pizza place, covered. Don't blow our spot. They're very very clear about... Clarity. Clarity is like, hey, we do not do... reservations Mm -hmm. so what he would see is that they would do reservations at this time but not this time so there was inconsistency of when you could get a reservation quarter sheets does not do reservations two they do takeout orders and from five to nine you can put in a time for you to come pick up your food but when they are sold out it's very clear that they are sold out so if you want to pick up your food at five it's a little blank like hey it's sold out you can pick it up at 5 30 and so there were things online where they say, oh, we, we can take out this time and you'd go and to pick up the food and 
they would say, oh, no, you, you can't. So basically their whole thing felt like a middle school project. You know what I mean? Yes, like, but here's... here. Just can adolescent. I, can I just call a flag on the play? It's not a big flag, but a black flag on the play. Here's Here's what Keith Lee is trying to do. He is trying to drive business to black-owned businesses. Right. And what is being revealed is... I probably try to say this in a nice way. Like a lot of these black owned businesses do not have the resources to get somebody in there to do some consulting, Mm. set up inventory the proper way, the proper org, the proper channels. And Atlanta has just been kind of dealing with that. So that's why I feel like this situation is really unique because I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I'll link, um, uh, which restaurants he went to here. I'm pretty sure he went to nine black owned restaurants. And that is why there is, dialogue in the community because some people are kind of like you know these black businesses are doing the best that they can in the market that they work in so why would you (laughs) further reveal their inconsistencies to everybody your all of your followers because obviously he has different followers across racial lines but the other people are kind of like yo the black dollar carries weight too like we deserve good service consistent things just like the white man that's kind of uh, internally what's happening on the internet right now yeah and you can't speak on that Sure. So that's why I say, that's why I think quarter sheets is not a good comparison. Is it is it one of our favorite LA restaurants that is always consistent? Da 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 da. Absolutely. But I think like just just to let you know, the real debate right now is like the the black owned restaurant I mean, and should we just put up I, with whatever? No, I, I you some you might be able to pull the race card on one of these places, but old lady gang, like come on. Really? Right, no, no. They're rich. Like, no, they're no, no. wealthy. There's intersectionality and that, that here. trumps everything. So, right. So Old Lady right. Gang is in a restaurant. Of lady gangsters. Of lady gangsters. Are no, who, who are, you know, um, real housewives of Atlanta who make lots of money. They pooled their money together to start this uh, business. And they were giving people two hour, one and a half hour You're right, wait list. You're right. Like you don't you don't put someone on a wait list like that. And then he came in and there was not apparently there weren't a lot of people sitting down. He came in and it went from at what an hour and a half to five minutes. Correct. Because they recognized him. That's an issue. And that that for me is like, oh, this is about clout and it's about using your celebrity status to gain things that you have no right to gain just because you're a celebrity. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to... Uh, I think what Keith Lee is doing is absolutely brilliant. Like, we we do need a secret shopper because I, I've gone to a restaurant and posted that I was there, not even for pay, posted that I was there and tons of people went to that restaurant and that was the first time I realized, like, oh, we we got something here. Like, this is... Like, we can't just fuck around. Like, if we go to a a good quality restaurant, we we can shout them out. Or or if we go to a bad restaurant, we cannot say anything because people do get aggressive on the Internet. You know that. I, I'll, I'll give the example of one time I went to a, a burger restaurant, right? I love the burger so much I cried. It was it, it it just had these perfectly salted chunks of butter within the patty. Great burger spot in Chicago. Cried over this burger. We made like a sexual video about it. Like I I ate the burger sexually. As well. I don't even I don't remember that part. But it it, it was go. about two years ago. So I'll go. We'll 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 tag Talking the, about the steak place. The no, butter no. burger. This just, is a different place. Just the burger. Uh, which place? Pl- over in the Whoop West Loop. Uh, oh oh. 
The bur- yes, the, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I made like burger love. I like licked out the burger. I, was, I know, but that wasn't what, why the video went viral. The video went viral because I was crying in that first one. No, I think the video went viral because people realized that I lick your vagina like really well. <laughs> no, like man, could you talk like about licking my love. vagina every episode? That shit is not why it went viral. It went viral because I cried over the burger. I will, I will link the video in here. Did you sense make videos saying burger love after it? Yes, you did. But wasn't nobody, you did not go viral talking about eating pussy. I think we go viral oftentimes because of my no. abilities. Is this camera? <laughs> no, that's not. But but let me finish real quick. So you remember, I cried over the burger. It you was did. very good. This was when we first started getting a lot of followers. We went back to the restaurant because I was like, oh, I love that burger so much. I just want to come back and eat. And he told me, he was like, I've got, I've sold that burger so many times this week. He was like, and I just hired a sous chef who applied to work here because they saw your video. I'm not sure if you remember that. I and do then remember that. Some food. So they comped you some food. They should have comped you the whole goddamn fucking meal. I know, meal. right? I know, but that's okay because that's why I didn't want to say what restaurant it is because, like, I, I fuck with them. I love Chef. Oh Johnny. yeah, yeah, it was like, great. Yeah, greatest running experience, a whatever. restaurant is difficult. Great, yeah. great, but you know what else happened? I had two more friends go back to that spot I've and they said, experience. and they said, "Girl, my food was sitting, sitting, sitting," and that's why experience. it's hard yep. to. So now, you know, as as creators, the onus is on us of like. I think we, you know, we have made a decision, especially, I know, maybe I'm trash, but especially if I go to a black-owned business excited about it, and I don't get good service, and I don't get good treatment, and again, we're not on Keith Lee status, so we can kind of still be mystery shoppers. We're going to be Keith Lee status someday. No, not not in the next, yeah, someday, but then he's going to surpass (laughs) us. But here's the thing, we we have a fraction of the following that Keith Lee has, so when we go to restaurants, people don't know. Maybe one waiter or something starts to spread the news, but we go to restaurants for the most most part, most of the staff does not know. Yeah, we could be incognito. Yes, just there might be one or two waitresses that clock it near the end if I get up, go to the bathroom, but most don't know. So if when we went to a bad restaurant here or there in Atlanta, we just didn't say anything. You know what I mean? We keep it. We keep that on the wrap. Yeah, because, I mean, we're you, don't, because shit you don't want them to get the death threats and stuff. Yeah, oh, we you oh, we talking mad shit in the car, but because you can't just recklessly do that. Because one time. Uh, we did eat at this restaurant in Chicago. You got food poisoning and I was very pregnant at the time. So I got so mad. I was like, fuck this restaurant. They will not give us a refund. And y'all need to go blast them. And the internet did blast did. them. And I remember thinking that night, like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I should have done that. It was. Cool. They, they wouldn't give you the refund back. But like, at what point am I, you know, culpable if the if they start getting death threats if their rating goes down like that's that's kind of scary you're, you're taking away someone's livelihood because they didn't they got me sick for about two days and i mean they got to do something about those goddamn lobster yeah, rolls yeah that like, was bad i still cannot eat a lobster roll to this, to this day, day. i'm still like day. i'm still sick there are two things this is so messed up there are two things uh a lobster roll i cannot eat and then uh i was doing a beer tasting for halloween you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying on the night of Halloween. I was drinking these two beers and talking about the different tastes. And one of the beers was a brown ale, and a brown ale almost has this uh, brown sugar taste. Okay. And I one time drank a whole keg of Newcastle when I was like 21, 22, when I first started to learn how to drink, and I just threw up. I threw up for about two days. I was hungover for two days, and I still cannot drink a brown ale to this day because of that. And so there are just two things. I don't show me a Newcastle don't and I love <laughs> sweet beers. I love and I love brown women, but I can't drink a brown <laughs> ale. 
but I can drink brown amber. Oh, great. That's, and that's why we're going to go viral. But literally, <laughs> just kidding. In, in, in concluding our hashtag influenced segment, what should we, the creators, be doing if we get a good food experience and if we get a good food experience and we know it's because the waiter recognizes from TikTok? Do you share the restaurant? Because now, I might I, send someone there and they don't get the same treatment. I, I, You should not advertise. We've talked about this before. And this comes down to food as well. You should not advertise anything unless you're getting paid for it. But that's hard to do because sometimes people will just see the plate and then they'll be like, okay, they're in Atlanta and I just saw them pass this. So one can only deduce like. Well, I mean, you don't explicitly in- endorse so it. So you think we should... Like if so, if we go to a little cute little hole in the wall. Let, let's say we we go we go into Atlanta for City Winery. We go to a great joint. It's black owned. We had great service. We had great food. If they recognized us, we don't post. If they don't recognize us, we should. Or you're just no. saying don't do it at yeah, all. Yeah, just don't do it at all. Un- unless that's, see, that's unless hard for me. unless you use your company business card, and then you are obligated to some extent to advertise it or talk about business at the meal. We're not talking about if it's a business expense or not. We're talking about the responsibility to like share and put on a restaurant if it's good with the potential thought that like if my friend who doesn't make content goes, it might not be good. Yeah, that's so hard. It is hard. But what, what, what I will say where we have landed, we definitely will not blast a restaurant if it's bad. Yeah, never, never again. We yeah. won't do that again. And, Even and if I they give me clear, food poisoning. Keith did not do that. No, he, he didn't. did not do he that. He was very clear. He's like, I was frustrated, but do but not people, go on giving these people death threats. Don't, you know, yeah, take it down. Go, go at, yourself. Yeah. Go yourself. Make your own judgment. This is just my experience. He's and very then, clear about that. And then one of the restaurants, like the Real Milk and Honey, I want to say, they they tried to make a, the, in a horrible turn of events, they tried to make a video be like, Keith Lee, we don't know who that is. It's like, stop that. You stop that right now. Like, you, the, if you don't know who he is, then why is his name in the video? Like, stop. Enough is enough. Anyway, if you are starting to gain a small following on social media, I guess our best advice would be to not completely drag restaurants or businesses of any kind if something goes wrong. Because your followers, are, your followers and your fans take that shit very, very seriously. Wonder if they dis, wonder if the company disagrees with you politically. Do you have the right to drag them? For example, there's a place called... Who the owners of that did a, did two things. We've talked about this before. One, why did you say their name? <laughs> I know. One, they went to the January sixth uh, riots. And right, were part of that insurrection, and then two, they they didn't use COVID funds to pay their workers. Right, the PPP. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, do you put them on blast? I mean, I'm doing it right now, I guess. Right. Do you put? Located in, <laughs> in Uptown Chicago. I love that bla- place. No, they got they, they got smoke. They did get the smoke. The neighborhood gave them smoke. Yeah. Man, people I that place used to be packed, packed, uh, until like the Chicago um I think the red eye or something. Some newspaper did an expose on them. Right. And then also it came out that they <laughs> They went to this. And it, well, it's no longer sucks. packed when I was going by. Of course. But so that sucks because, like, I think just the manager went to the riot. And now yeah, all, the their owner, the owner, all, all their, their employees everybody are Everybody has screwed. to suffer You're because like, just this one person, the owner, who probably don't even work at the restaurant, probably don't even visit the restaurant, like, <laughs> did something fucked up. Also, also. And then they had to the, put up, the like, owner has like kids too. like, yeah. stanchions out there. Yeah, they, they added some other element. It was... 
intense. Also, here's the thing with racists or insurrectionists or the when you put them on blast and you take away their livelihood, mm-hmm. you haven't dealt with the racism. Right. <laughs> They're still racist. And, f- and the flame. you've just secured them even more so, right? And so I'm curious, in this case, in Keith Lee's case, I think he is so um, clear and he gives such clear advice on yes. what he these businesses should be doing moving forward that I don't think his criticism is going to be harmful or it could make i mean i think it's obviously harming them but i think it could make the business better I and i think too. it would be cool I if they too. hire keith lee to come in and be like hey can you consult us can we pay you some money to be a consultant yeah customer and- experience is so important it's so important like mm-hmm. it's it's a key element i have a friend another friend in atlanta who um i guess i'm not gonna name the name but like basically has like a wings joint yeah. In Atlanta, like not a friend, but like somebody I went to high school with and I know them fondly or whatever. And they're always on Instagram just being like, we out of wings. If you don't like it, fuck you. And I'm just kind of like, what is happening I mean, right if that's now? your brand, if your brand is like bad customer service, yeah, but you for example, no the, wiener, the wiener circle. Right. But they're dogs. In Chicago. I know. I, I know what a rude restaurant is. That's not what they try yeah. to do. You, you, you got to have the restaurant part if you want the rude part. But you can't have rude with no restaurant. Like if, if if you serve wings and you out of wings today, motherfuckers are going to be upset. It's Atlanta. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next segment. Yeah. The next segment of our show is called Imperfect Parent, where we talk about our struggles as new parents and things that are coming up. Because if you don't know, we have an 18-month-old daughter named Wildlyn. Um, this week was a little difficult for me personally because I think the mom guilt is just setting in, setting in. I am ready to talk about it. Um I I am the sole breadwinner of our household, the sole the sole income earner. Of course, Ben does many things with me that help the business. Obviously, he's a huge asset to the business, but like every check is in my name. This we know. So I've just been feeling very uh, guilty because I get so consumed with work sometimes. Whether it's a brand deal, whether it's podcasts, just emails about future hosting gigs or whatever that I feel like I have been missing, like just some key parts. And, um, I don't know. I I had a full breakdown on Halloween because I was finishing this brand deal video and I didn't, I couldn't even get out there to meet them until about like what? 7 30 PM. And I ran to meet them. Ben had already parked the car. So I had to run like a mile and a half in the dark with the dog to meet them. And by the time I got to y'all, Obviously, like the first house that I went to, I was like, I just want to go to one house with her, just one house with her. I go to the first house and that house is out of candy because it's just like too late. Can and so I, at that point, I just I'm sobbing in can, the street. Can I show you what you were doing? Can I show the people? Yes, within reason. <clears throat> so Amber like pushes a stroller. Just crying. And she comes back and she goes like this. She puts her hand on her forehead. <laughs> just like. Just, that just, is not what I did. <laughs> like heavy breathing, hand under shoulder, you know, pushing the stroller, about to faint, and it's on a walkway. So she finds this little nook, and she's uh, about to have a panic attack. And I mean, I have not seen you that miserable since you've given birth. 
No, you I were was just like in a bad I'm space. missing out on her life, and for what? She, she like, missed. She missed going to one house, but. As people no, can, you went to many houses with her while I was busy, and then when I finally came, the one the house trigger. that I went to that did have no candy, and I'm sure I looked like a deranged woman in the street because it's like, is this bitch crying because ain't no Kit Kats left? Like, what is happening? But I just had like a full like, this is this is the start of the bullshit, Amber. This is the start. Like you 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 answering the money calls before it, Halloween. You know, it's it's funny when you have a moment like this, you start thinking about all the other ways you're a terrible parent. You know, so you started naming other things that you've been missing yeah. in her life. I was like, you, you're you doing fine. Like, it's so funny because as a man, if I was the main breadwinner. Yeah, you don't feel guilty about you shit. You don't feel, you're like, oh, we, this, this is my we know. You don't feel dad guilt. What is that? <laughs> yeah, I'm. if I made all the money, right, you make a, a lot of money for us and allow us to live very comfortably and actually not only live comfortably, but to create investments and create things for our the future for your child and not only that you've supported my family like my extended family you supported your family uh you've just been able to do so much and so it was so funny like i i almost started laughing at her crying because um, <laughs> i was like was, it probably was pretty funny it was funny because i was like i, I can confirm it does, to say it was probably hilarious she does so much so in my mind i couldn't imagine her ever feeling bad because i was like if i did a fraction of, if I did half of what Amber did and was making half of the amount of money Amber did and missed some Halloween, I'd be like, oh, like I'm doing, I'm working for the family. I know, but you know how much I love like theater and yeah, dressing yeah. up and wigs like, and costumes. <laughs> and I was like, this is the first year I didn't even, I was so busy promoting the show that I didn't even think about our family costume. I had I had it at the top of the year, but like, like I didn't I even get the family costume. I didn't get the family costume. naming things like, I over and over. Costumes. Costumes is me. Like I have a a bag full of wigs under my bed that I feel like I haven't seen in months just because I've been like doing so many things and or I just like, don't uh, want to forget the fun stuff. Or we we bought a pumpkin, still haven't carved it. I was like, what relax, is going on? Relax. We get to yeah. it. We're gonna get to it. You have all the time. So so I'm like, listen, Amber, it's okay. There so we went to a house and we one know guy, you don't worry about anything. You don't feel bad about anything ever. Well that's not true. I, I have felt bad about a couple of things. Um all two of them. Like one of the things I recently feel bad is. Yeah, that make me I, feel better. What do you? What do you? Get I about? tried to make you a meal. <laughs> tried to make you in wild a meal, and it was this cheese sauce. Jerk and it cheese. was so disgusting. <laughs> it was horrific. Like I, I don't throw out food. I have a lot of like food resource anxiety, and I will not throw out food. I will eat like moldy food. I'm getting better about it now, but I threw this out, which is very, very rare for me to yes, throw out is. any food. That was a big story. So I did, I did feel guilty about that. But you did go, and people can see this on a TikTok video I made where Amber goes and like goes into this school bus. This guy was handing uh, food out of a school bus, and he had this machete, and Wild, uh, Wild was freaking out, so Amber went and got it, and she ends up laughing. And it was very scary. Bit. Yeah, you, you, yeah. For those Amber of you who listen to the, out of tears like a toddler. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you'll know that right before that video, I was sobbing, sobbing, <laughs> like nasty crying. And then also at one point, you like had your hand on your. I was saying, you know, your hand on your head, almost about to faint. I and just then had it like stomping this, stomping your foot, like. <laughs> I did not do that. Oh, you want to talk about full on temper tantrums? You did that earlier this week. Do you remember? 
when you were going upstairs and I was trying to ask you to grab something on your way up and you were just like, oh, I, uh, okay. I, was I, like, what? I think I just asked you to bring the laundry up or something. You were like, okay. I so like, I, like- I have a hard time to focus and Amber will ask me like three, four minor things. Like, for example, for us to get to, to record this podcast, I took Wild to a reading story time, and I also took Wild to a music class. Yeah. And and she's texting me like, "Can you also pick up food?" And I'm like, "All right, I so got." Why her are you food. trying to go to two classes of hers before we record a show? Just but go Amber to one. will just throw other things on my plate yeah, that she, she thinks is minor. It's lunchtime. I gave her food. She had a corn blueberry muffin and some milk, and like a little bit of a breakfast burrito that I mostly ate. Anyway. My point is, is that I have a hard time to focus and Amber will ask me like five mini things to do ex- right before I'm about to do something that requires a lot of brain power and attention and focus. And so one of the things I was going to do was research and write about this podcast that we're doing right now. And Amber just sucked all that energy out. And I was like, I don't want this to be a big deal, but I started almost having a panic attack because I realized that if I went downstairs to grab the laundry, I probably would see some mail that I would have to go through. Then I would start doing the mail. And one of the mails, I would probably have something in the mail where my card got stolen because I was negligent and I would have to update some sort of payment, which I do for wild swim lessons. And then I would go online and start updating that payment. You can see where this is going. Mm, I do that all the time. All the time. So well, I had set up issue. my mind to finish something and you you fucked me. This is the most first world conversation we will be having on this show. We about to wrap this. In our house, it's it's a slim, slender townhouse, but it has stairs, okay? I'm, I'm not complaining about having a three-story townhouse in L.A. I am not. But what is frustrating is that the laundry is on the first floor, and our bedrooms are on the third floor. So when you want to do laundry, you have to walk down two flights, put it in, washer dryer, then walk back up two flights. So whenever... If anybody has stairs in their home, their home, they know. Or if anybody lives in an apartment where something's on the first floor, it's like, if you're in the lobby, just bring the package up. So what I try to do a good job of is, like, let's not waste any trip. That's the first rule of marriage. Don't waste did a trip up the stairs. Did you Don't ever have to leave the house to do laundry like growing uh, up? Growing up. Did you ever have to go to the laundry bat? Uh... Well, I did. So let me tell no. you, it no. was very, very no, difficult and frustrating. Fair, we, I, I'm pretty sure we might have lived in a house or two without laundry, but I wasn't doing the laundry, so I wasn't right, so clocking it. Yeah, so I, so but I, I would go with my mom. I might have went to laundromat with my mom hours, once or twice. Yeah, yeah, hours, hours. And so this is a very first world problem. That's what I just I acknowledge. Yeah. This is a very privileged, spoiled brat problem. But if you do have stairs in your home, it is frustrating when somebody comes all the way up the stairs when you needed them to bring something up. But you told me to go back down the stairs after I'd already come up the stairs. No, because I you were on the second floor, about to go up to the third. Yeah, and, and you, you told me to, to go back up. down downstairs. Right. Yeah, but you're in, more in shape than me. So like sometimes it's it's really about like oh you just went on a five mile run anyway can you just like go down and go back up? Well, we both about to be. We, we'll, we'll talk about that more 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 at eleven on that. More. Um. Anyway, 
our relationship is a mess, as we know. Would you like to hear about other people's relationships? I would think it would make me feel better. Absolutely. So this is the segment where we give relationship advice, the I do's and don'ts of relationships. We got two letters hot off the block. Also, this is your quick reminder. If you have letters that you want to send us or ask advice about anything, it does not have to be a romantic relationship. I want to say... uh, not this episode, but next episode, we do have one that is like a work relationship situation. If you have relationships about friends, about romantic partners, about uh, you hate your boss and you want to finally tell him to shove it, please send those DMs or those questions and inquiries to the Fly on the Wall in Instagram. Fly on the Wall in Instagram, I will also put this in the episode notes. Literally send us anything, no matter how small you think it is. So, you ready, baby? <clears throat> Letter number one, dear fly on the wallin, I'm on a break with my man and I miss him, even though I started seeing someone else. So me and this guy, we were friends with benefits for about two years and we started dating this past spring and summer. He's a really good guy. We have a lot in common. We put a pause on things because he has a ton on his plate with acting classes and working and coaching high school speech. I didn't put up much of a fight about it because I wanted to respect his decision. I do miss him a lot, though, considering I've always been to myself and single. And right around the time we took a break, it was after my birthday, which was a really shitty birthday. Side note, my mom and I have a really bad conversations about me being non-binary, they, them, and queer. For context, my mom is very religious and always has been since I was a teenager. I've told her about my pronouns when I came out as non-binary, but she refused to respect me and told me she will never do that. Now back to where we are today. I've been chatting and seeing this new guy. He's a nurse who is getting himself together and back on his feet. We recently went on a date. It was nice. I had a great time. We kissed and we made out, but it felt weird. I miss my old boo. Any advice? Well, if you missed your old boo, then you have to go back to what you missed. But he he doesn't want. He's busy. Yeah, he's he don't busy. he don't want to be yeah. together anymore. He's busy. So what we kind of have here, there's a couple things going on. Our writer who wrote in um, may have had some has already experienced rejection from his own mother or I will say his family um, because they, 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 them they, them pronouns. Yeah. Our, our, I just, I just call them our writer into the show, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Our writer, they go by they, them pronouns. They've already kind of experienced rejection from their own parent, potentially other extended family members. And then they found who they thought was this great guy to date. And now that guy is too busy. So now they're dating other people, but they really missed the first boo. Yeah, yeah, we read. Yeah, I got the letter. So here's the thing. I thought you were asking for clarity or something. No, no, I wasn't. Um, I don't need clarity. Look at me. Look at me. I'm always clear. Everything is to the point. You don't need to explain anything extra to me. I know how to do it perfectly. So I'm going to tell you what I would do. So if someone says, like, I'm not ready yet, you just keep on asking until they're ready. Like, that is what you do, right? That is that is how me. That's how you as, got me. Yeah. I was like, Amber's like, I'm not ready for a relationship. I was like, well, I'm going to keep on asking. Keep knocking until the door is open. If the door doesn't open, then then. You go to another house, come back, knock again. So just don't take no for an answer is what you're saying. You take no for an answer for right now, but then you just keep knocking. Like eventually they're going to they're gonna open the door. <laughs> One time, I'll give a perfect example of this. I had this friend growing up, okay? And he uh, would come, his parents were divorced and his father 
uh, I live near his father. And so he would come and hang out with his father. And I knew one time his dad was home and I thought my friend was there. So I just kept on knocking, went around the, the back door, knocked on the back door, went around the front door, knocked on the front door. And, and then eventually he opened the door, but I had to go the front and the back door. And knock multiple times. And then his dad said, get the hell off my property his with all this knocking. His dad was naked in there, I think, was fucking his girlfriend. His dad was fucking the, your friend's girlfriend? No, his girlfriend. His dad's Oh, his, his dad, dad had girlfriend. a girlfriend. Yeah, and so he, like, opened the door, and he, like, peeked out, but he was, like, naked. And what did he say to you? This he is said, a great, oh, don't his, be hanging. His, yeah, he said, he's not here. And then did you go in the house and wait? No. Or they, or they said, no, like, get left. the hell on? No, he was really. Was he sweaty? He was sweaty. And I realize now that he, later I realized he was probably fucking. How old were you? Uh, Like 12 or 13. Okay, so in the analogy of the story, knocking too much was kind of a bad idea because you're messing up. No, no. Eventually you just keep knocking. And then if he's like, go away, I don't like you. Like basically annoy him until he hates you. And then you're like, okay, he hates me. It's over. No. Or annoy him until he accepts you. Sure. I what do you mean sure this is this is great advice yeah you're you're so spot on except for the fact that like if if I tell you that I'm busy get the hell on like that that's what that that means get get the hell on like because I know you know even if you're really really busy you could probably find a, a pocket of time here and there to talk to somebody but I think the first guy that he was talking to the first guy that they were talking to I'm so sorry I misgendered you First guy that they were talking to has made it very clear that like, hey, I'm busy. I don't have time for this right now. So it would be best if you left that person alone and then you continue dating as many other people as possible. Sure, you kissed the nurse and you felt weird, but you got to just keep kissing other people. And eventually somebody you kiss is going to be the one. But or you, you got to go you, back to that other person and be like, hey, I'm, no. I'm fine. Like, I'm busy, too. We can just still be, like, together. No, because people try to be fuck buddies when, in reality, they want to be together. Right, Ben? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, like, just because the door is closed or there's a goalie, like, doesn't mean you can't still knock or you can't yeah. still try to you shoot. Can, you can hit them with that 2 a.m. text and see, Not 2 like, a.m.? Just be like, hey, like, be insidious about it. Be like, hey, you want to meet up? Insidious? Yeah, like, want to meet up for coffee? I guess I don't know what the word insidious means then. No, no, yeah, like meet up for coffee. You but mean inconspicuous. Really, no, insidious means like deceptive. So like meet up for coffee means uh, like, oh, so this is a date. And then like trap them into a date. Trap them. Okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate trap them into a date. I need to be very clear. This is terrible advice. Please do not oh. listen. Listen to Amber. She knows what she's talking about. Sometimes also, going back to the the letter... We have to teach people how to kiss. Because he said he kissed the guy and then... They said they, they said. they said they kissed the guy. And I don't even actually know this person. I don't know why I'm defaulting to he. I don't even think... <laughs> like, I- I'm tripping is what I'm trying to say. They said they kissed this guy and that it felt weird. Sometimes you got to teach people where to put their tongue. You know? No, I, no one that? has ever taught me how to kiss, ever. You've never taught me how to kiss. I've had to teach you how to kiss and be like, put on some chapstick. <laughs> Wait. Wait, 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 wait
You had to do what? I had to teach you how to kiss. Like, I think there's a big difference between telling somebody their lips are chapped slash dry. It's part of the whole package. No. You can't be kissing people I, with dry I lips. That's own, a teaching. I got a lot of real estate here. So I will own that you may have once or twice had the to tell me to put your lips some chapstick on. No, no. But ben, Amber, you I need to be very clear. I taught you how to kiss. No. Stop. First of all, the reason oh. your lips are chapped <laughs> have nothing to do with the real estate, that how big your lips are. It has to do with the fact that you do I not hydrate. Thin, I don't have you don't thin hydrate, lips, baby. You don't hydrate. This is a lot of energy. These are soup coolers, okay? Literally. So the I reason will, your I, lips are I, chapped I, is because you don't hydrate. <laughs> you don't drink enough water. Okay. I'll own that sometimes my lips are chapped because, because I need you don't drink, drink, drink water. enough water. Thank you. You need to own that I definitely taught you how to kiss because you out your mind. No, you've you said I don't like you okay. staring at me like a serial killer when we're kissing because I keep yes, my eyes open. Yes, Ben used to keep his eyes open I during the do. kisses, y'all. Like this. I just close them when I see her about to open. To Is check. this sexy to you? I just like sexy? looking into your. I like to look at your face when I'm kissing you because that's it helps weird. Me visualize. Yeah. <laughs> yes, every time we kissed in the beginning, you used to have them eyes wide open. I'm like, what is happening? Why? Why do I feel uh, an eyeball on the bridge of my I nose? Because I can't imagine your face in the same way at, that I see it physically. It's romantic, actually. It's not. Some people are hearing this. And it's like, weird. Oh, that's so it's sweet. strange. It was strange then. You get kissed with your and eyes you open. Do, you would do like this, like lip pursing thing when we first started dating. You'd be like, you you would kiss like a little grandma, like if you had to like kiss a grandma on the lips. And guess what? Grannies are the most practiced at kissing. So, yeah, but people be dodged. If I, if people I, dodge granny kisses. If I am kissing like a granny now, that means I have experienced like a granny. Okay, Ben, give your best kiss to the air right now. See how you get. Hi. See how you already getting tight. That's how you used to do. You already getting tight. Next question. Letter number two. You know I kiss better than you. Are you nuts? We'll take a poll right now on YouTube. Who would you rather kiss, me or Ben? I'll wait for y'all to write your response on YouTube. Letter number two. <laughs> this is relatable. Dear Fly on the Wallin, I think my man hates me, but he won't leave. I'm with you, friend. I'm with you. We've been together off and on for about four years. I feel like we stay stuck in the same cycle. Is this me? Did I write this letter? I tell him all the time we're not growing. No, I'm, I didn't write this letter. I tell him all the time that we are not growing. So maybe we should just let it go. But he refuses. I really believe he's not in love with me anymore. But I would just but he would just hate to see me happy with someone else. I don't help the situation because when I try to stay out the way and stick to my boundaries, we always end up back in each other's lives. He's trying to convince me maybe we're meant to stay together, but I'm a lot younger and believe I could be missing out on my real life partner. But I'm so scared at the same time to start over again. So we just keep repeating the same cycles over and over and over. What to do, Ben? She knows what to do. I don't have to give this woman any advice. Right. Honey, sweetheart, mm -hmm. you know that this person is not for you. You know that you are stuck in a toxic loop and that you don't have the maturity to move on, which means that you need support. Like, you need someone else to help you get out of this. Like, this is not something you are able to do on your own because you've tried it. And I think a lot of people think that they can break up with someone on their own. But no, like, you need a crew of people to help you through a breakup. Oh, for sure. Especially in this situation. I mean, that. <laughs> I mean, four years is, you know, that's uh, that goes, if you think of four years in the life of a, 
child, that four years you, you're talking, you're potty trained, like that is a long, long time to be mm-hmm. with someone. And the fact that you're not growing and you it sounds like you don't want to grow and it sounds like you're you know, stepping into the path of least resistance, you are going to be miserable. Yes. And and you can't do this on your own. I'm going to refer back to that. Like find someone to help you. Find go to start going to church if you if you don't go to church, reach out to some friends. Churches are the best at helping you break up. This, this I'm who is this and where what is he doing with my husband? You 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 just chose somebody to go to church? I think to, to, solve get, through issues? A, to get through a breakup. Wow. For Mr. sure, Religious or, or a mosque has go to, turned a new leaf. Go to a mosque or a temple. Oh, okay, yeah, well, some sort so, of religion. So, even even it, you recommending any religion to turn away from your relationship right now is gagging me right now. Drop the man, find Jesus. Drop the man, find Jesus. I, we cannot name the episode that because people be like, "Wait, this can't can't be the same episode. This is the same podcast we did. Who let the Christians out a couple weeks ago?" Let me say this. I am a woman who loves her Google Calendar, okay? And I'm not doing nothing unless I put it in the Google Calendar. I think you should put a date in your Google Calendar to dump your man by. Don't try to be that. like, but no, this is a bad time because That's I great. people all the time are like, well, I couldn't dump up dump him this week because his cousin passed away and blah blah blah. No, pick a day. There's Just always like you would with right? a job. Yeah. There's always life happening. There's always something going on. Pick a day to dump your man, I would say, in two weeks. Even if y'all live together, leases can be broken. Things can be moved around. Somebody else can move into your spot. You can move into your mama's house. Whatever it is. You know what you can't do? You can't, Once you have a kid, you can't break the kid. Right. Like that is a contract for the, the rest of the kid's life. Exactly, exactly. So while y'all are child free, I say get the hell up out of there. Get Don't even waste there. another day. Why waste a day? Like you said, you could be living your best life with your real life partner. Okay? So I think you need to break up with this man, maybe give yourself two good weeks, but put it in your calendar and then just have the hard conversation. Because he's probably waiting for that too. I hate when you're like in a relationship or in a work dynamic where you're like, we both know we're not working hard. Like, he let's just also call might it. just not have the ability to break up with you. So he is you know, creating situations for you to think he hates you enough so that you can take the initiative to break up with him. Some people are are weak like that. They can't take the steps or they manipulate the situation around them to push people away. So yeah. like, I'm going to push you away without actually doing the work of separating myself, right? There's a difference between pushing someone away and separating yourself. Right. And pushing someone away, you can be, you know, insidious, again, coming back to insidious and toxic, and you can do all these things without actually making the decision to separate. Wow, that that was, that was wow, that was good advice, Ben. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Ben. <laughs> you still made me laugh, so. You, you you can stay for now with your thin ass lips. Anyway, Ben, the hydrated last, hydrated lips. Hydrated. I give you that. You hydrate more than me. I that do. is correct. That's because when I asked you to go upstairs grab my water from downstairs, you got an attitude on on the stairs having a full fit. That's why I'll be getting my water at night. But anyway, the last segment of our show is called Shelfie. 
we talk about what we're reading right now and what we're watching right now. Um, I will go ahead and say that I have do like I, I've done this before. I have always loved MTV's The Challenge, right? Real World versus Road Rules is how it started. Now they got a whole bunch of other franchises in there. Big Brother, Love Island, they're they're all the challenge. If you know the challenge, we roll deep. We love we we rep CT. We love Anissa. We love Corey. We love Tori. We love Ashley. We love Hunter. So now my addiction to this show, I, I, I binged a whole bunch of it when I was postpartum, just sitting around the house, just like trying to find myself again. And now I'm back. And it has actually been helping me on my fitness journey, Ben, because today, as of today, I have signed us up for a Spartan race. I don't... <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel that I have been watching this MTV show? I've been going to the gym, and now I feel like we need something to work towards. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> what is that? When you believe, oh. do, 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 there do. can be, be miracles. When you, you believe. believe. I mean, if the challenge got you to sign up for a race. I have done races before. We used to be... No, when, but I got you to do it. I signed up. I took the initiative. I you took ran, the initiative on this on your own. I ran a race before you, been. But yes, any race that we've signed up with since we've been together, like you've signed us up for. I'm just- I've ran races I'm, before. I know. But I am in, I'm amazed that you took the initiative to do this. You wanted to do this. I do. That's awesome, Amber. Because I'm I've been really setting, proud of you. I've been setting some fitness goals that my trainer has basically just been saying. And for those of you who don't know, I go to a trainer like twice a week. This isn't some rigorous program. She's trying to help me get a control of my eating, but she she can't really do much with with the with the old bitch. So what has happened is I need I always need something coming up like. Like for I was like oh my wedding's coming up let me hit it I, I need an event yeah. coming up because I need won't something just, on the Google Calendar for you to do something yes because yes. I won't just work out just cause just to feel good about my body that's stupid <laughs> I need something coming up you, you need know? a reason I need a reason because why else would I just be sitting here you're all about be, the destination why would not I be the working journey out and losing weight just cause that's so stupid when you could be sitting on the couch right you know, watching, watching the TV challenge watching MTV's the and challenge eating what a, you know whatever food that... I just feel like one day we are going to get the call to be on like amazing race internet couples edition Survivors. or something we're going to get the call to be on something and I want to be ready <laughs> so it's 5k it's 20 obstacles can we do it Ben but I asked my trainer, I was like, hey, yes. one of my goals is to do one pull-up before the end of the year. She was like, mm -mm. <laughs> she, she was basically like, yeah, that probably won't happen. Like, because we've been doing some of the pull-up stuff, but, you know, you could put weight on it. So the weight, like, I've been doing some, but she said I probably won't be able to do a pull-up on my own before the end of the year. But she did say she's ran the Spartan race before. She was like, it's tons of stuff on there you could do. She's like, I've been working with you. I see what you do every single week. Like, you're not going to be completely gassed. Like, you yeah. have great. She said, I've been building up my endurance. Good job. Can I do a pull-up on my own? Hell no. So We're going to get you there. I can help you get there, yeah. Ben, <laughs> respectfully, you had pizza and beer last night for dinner. You can't get me anywhere, beloved. <laughs> You, you, you are the reason why I, why I'm sitting in the body that they see on the camera right now. Because if I didn't fall in love with your goofy ass, you know, love weight is like 20, 30 pounds for real. You know, both of us were in shape when we first met each other, right? I mean, this is divulging into like 
fat phobia. Oh, it is. I'd rather be in love. No, no, no. Because we're like a shape is a shape, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, we were more active. We did more. We were more physical activities. Uh, Going up the stairs didn't gas me. And I think being in LA with all these hills, I just don't want to take wild trick or treating and be completely out of breath. That's my goal. Uh, like let's, I, let's start with not sobbing. Let's <laughs> hey, I, I probably lost some weight in tears. <laughs> I don't want to be skinny. I've never been skinny, but I just I do want to be in shape. That way, if I have another baby in the future, or if I or if I'm ever wild soccer coach or something random, I can keep up with the team. You okay. know, I just don't want to be soccer coach. Makes sense. For I could you. be her softball coach for sure. Yeah, yeah. You could do. You could coach her. I think you'd make her. A great mommy coach because you're very disciplined. You make very clear. And I like being active. Yeah. I've always loved doing yoga. I played softball hiking, my whole life yeah. growing up. Yeah, not hiking. I don't like that. But I think okay. How do you think we're gonna do in this Spartan race that we're about to train for? Uh, I, I ordered brown rice with my Chipotle today. I'm already starting on the right foot. Wow, that is very rare. You've never yeah. Uh, you brown never rice intentionally ordered brown rice. I have got you brown rice sushi before, and, and I you probably threw it in it your out. face. Yeah. <laughs> you threw it out. You didn't throw it in my face. You were respectful. I probably ate it, but begrudgingly. Yeah, I because sometimes I didn't read the thing carefully enough. This is a little sticker that says brown rice, and I, I don't. I think one time I got it. You're like, you got brown rice. I was like, <laughs> it's healthier. She's like, nah. <laughs> It's like you are indiscernible. Sometimes Amber, when she's upset, will make noises. It is hilarious and also terrifying. I'm like, is she becoming possessed? Um, But I ordered, I'm I'm turning a new leaf. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have to rake the whole lawn, though. (laughs) We can't just turn leaves. There's a a whole lifestyle change. Ben. Here, this is why we're going to do great. We're going to do great because you are a runner, mm-hmm. so you would motivate me to get from obstacle to obstacle, and I am stronger than you. Oh, we're not doing it together. I'll be way ahead of you. We're doing it together. We're, are you nuts? You don't have the strength to do it by yourself. You know I'm stronger than you. If we if we right now say who could do the most push ups, you know I would do more push ups than you. You I, know that. I think I would step. I would I would hit you step for step. No, you would not. I we we'll figure we'll we try to do basic crunches. We try to do basic crunches in the house, and you give up. You know you do. We should. We'll do a. We'll do a contest. Are we gonna do a pull up contest? If we do a contest, I'll beat you. If it's an official contest, I will destroy you. Okay, so how about we do who can hold a plank the longest? I can do that too. I'll win. No, you will not. Well, we'll do it. Well, all right, we're gonna film. Okay, I'm gonna make a note right now. Watch this. It's gonna be posted. It's gonna be posted on Amber's TikTok. We're gonna. It will be. Yeah. It will be. Okay. How about that? Uh, this has been another episode of Fly on the Wallens <laughs> Spartan Race. Uh, we are so grateful that y'all listen to us every single week. Buy your tickets to Atlanta City Winery. We will see y'all there. And we'll see y'all next week. Here's your outro music. Man, you know. You know right now, if I asked you to do a plank, you could not hold that plank as long as me. I could. You can. Boy! You know they're from TikTok, cause those laughs keep you coming, cause they're wildin' all the time. Before Wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem, cause they're wildin' all the time. Don't swap why Amber squats, and does her dance to please her plants, and Ben reads books while serving looks, Wild is wildin' all the time. Fly, fly, hold a beat. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.